speaking about what we're just talking about, right? Yeah. Are you someone when it comes to like, like with myself, right? When I've had friends that go back for years and something happens that I might not really feel morally aligned with. Mm -hmm. So like, it's obviously something really important, you know, that makes me want to sort of break a friendship up. Yeah. Are you someone that sort of holds grudges with that shit or are you someone that once it's happened, you forget about it and you're not sort of thinking about it as much? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I do, I get you. Um, to a degree, sometimes I felt like maybe I had less of a care factor about certain things because like a bad thing would happen or someone would do something really wrong by me or by someone close to me. And I'd kind of like give them a second chance or a third chance and kind of forgive them and not let it come into my thinking ever again when mm. talking about them but then yeah if it happened like multiple times like if someone burnt me two or three times um then it's really hard to go back to anything other than the normal like social norm so like you'll see that person in the street and mm. like i won't i won't care i won't hate them for it or anything like that but you, know, you see them in the street you're not going to just turn your back to them or anything it's mm. just not me so it's yeah. just like the friendly hey how's it going like hug good to see you all right i'm out of here and just like move on like mm. I'm just not one to, to kind of shun someone or like ignore them or yeah yeah but they're just never going to be back in my circle like, that's I was, probably I was because I was thinking about it from what we were talking about like yeah when I was probably probably 18 so like five like nearly six years ago I'm 24 in uh, 12 days yeah 24 in 12 days you must be feeling so old man <laughs> it feels weird actually man I'm like an old house I now like I creep when I move yeah but um, I think when I was 18 or 19, my idea of it was like, if I knew, if I'd made like, not public, but like, if I'd made it known to the person and people I was friends with that person A had done something, I just didn't sit, it didn't sit well with me and I didn't like them. Mm. Like I didn't think their personality meshed well with mine and I just didn't like being around them for whatever action I was. Yeah. If, the, if I knew they were going to be somewhere like a party or something, I'd make an, uh, an effort to not even go. Oh, yeah. Because I just didn't want to have to... And it sounded... It wasn't like the thought of it made me angry. It was more like... More like I just didn't want to have to give seeing them somewhere any wavelength. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I any, any energy. Not because I knew I'd be sad about it. I just... I just didn't want to bother. Yeah. Like, if I know being around them is probably just going to annoy me and, like, make my energy lessen for the day because I've just wasted it on something stupid, I'd rather just not be there. Yeah, I get you. I guess it depends as well on, on what they've done and the severity of it. Yeah. Like, if it's something like just breaking my trust but through something menial, yeah. um, then I don't really even care for not caring for them right. enough for it to take any energy out of me. But if it's something bad, like, you know, hurting someone or that I know emotionally or getting into a fight that they shouldn't with someone that I know, whatever, like physical harm or something that just crosses that line, then, yeah, it's not really a case of shunning them mm. with what I said before. It's more like they know I'm just not going to ever talk to them again. And yeah. so, but someone who's done something, they've removed themselves out of my circle, but for something that really doesn't matter, yeah. then I just go on my day and yeah they, they don't take any energy even when I'm bumping into them because yeah. I just don't even care for what they've done before 
available for them anymore. It's probably the wiser way to do it. Mm. It's like meeting a stranger. You know, you meet a stranger, yeah. you just you're just gonna have a very superficial, hi, nice to meet you, how mm. are you, and then off you go. Like it doesn't yeah. cost you any energy really. Yeah, yeah. Um, versus someone that you might have had like an old beef with or something where you see them and you're like, fuck that guy, like fuck yeah, yeah. fuck being near that person. <laughs> then yeah, you're gonna just Are there are there many people you could think of that fit that definition of like fuck that guy? I could probably count them on one hand. Not many. Okay. Like it, it takes a lot with me to probably, get to that level. That's probably more uh, like that's probably it's better. Like it's a better reflection on you as a person. If, mm. You know. I get you. If old and fucker, you've got five in, people that you don't like. In one or two cases as well, that list probably used to be bigger. But through one way or another, I've maybe made amends enough for that right. person now to be on that no energy list. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's one or two people I can think of there where go back to younger me like yeah late teens maybe even early 20s and I would hold a grudge for a bit and be like that person did this thing fuck them and I wouldn't want to be near them and I'd I'd almost want to like confront them and but most of those people now like it was trivial young stupid stuff and Mm -hmm. I've like either gotten over that or made amends with them well you look you look back at it like later on down the line and you remember like you probably thought of it as way more important in your head than you did. Um, you thought it was yep. a bigger thing as an 18 year old than you do. Then like. I realise it is now, yeah. Um, and in probably one case, I kind of, yeah, just had like, mad, like discussed it with someone and mm. worked through it. And it's just like, this isn't a thing anymore. Like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. But that person's never going to come back. Like, I'm never going to have that person back in my immediate... Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. You were saying, we came up before too, talking about how, like, I'm about to turn 24 and I feel like, fuck, I'm old. Like, when I was (laughs) hanging out with some family friends and their kids came along and their kids were 18 and 19, and I was trying to talk to 19-year-olds and I was like, Jesus, this feels like a huge gap. Like, I felt like an old dude, like... The way I, when I talk to maybe people in their 50s or 60s, felt like how they feel and they just don't understand, like... Yeah. And they're just like trying to, like, entertain the conversation. Yeah, yeah. and there's, yeah. like, there's a whole world that I don't know about in a five-year gap. And yeah. they'll talk about it and make references about it, and I'm like, <laughs> And probably a whole history that they don't connect with. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And a different outlook, like, on life at the time and shit like that. It sometimes makes weird. me think of how, like when I'm talking to some people, sometimes they're only like a handful of years older than me. And I mean like still now, or sometimes they're older people. Mm. And when I'm talking to them, I still feel like a kid. Like I feel like I'm like six years old talking to the grown-ups at the adult table. Um, And I think it's just a, I feel like, yeah, there's that that whole next level that they all understand that I have no idea about. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, it's a weird feeling. I'll I'll hear on like, I'll hear it from different people, but I'd go to parties or whatever when I was overseas and I would be with a big mix of people because I worked at this hostel. Yeah. So uh, the, the, the age groups were varying from like 18 year olds fresh out of school who'd come over to Canada to work for a year. Mm. Or there's like 40 year olds who are starting to get their shit together. Right. You know, like the, yeah. the range is pretty wide. And, uh, we'd go out and people would say to like 30 year olds, oh, you're such a, ba- you're still a baby. Mm. But those people were like 50, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, there'd be, like, 
I get called a baby by 30 year olds. Mm. 30 year olds get called babies as if they've not figured out. By like 50 year olds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. I wonder at what point I'll be like that and who I'll see as like a kid still. Mm. Um, and like, you know, what will, what will the age gap be? Will I be like a 30 year old talking to like an 18 year old thinking, you know, fresh out of school, you're still a kid? Mm. Or will I be like talking to someone who's in their early 20s and I'm just like, wow, I'm finally at that. Yeah, that I'm, age. That, I'm that old person now that just. I'm sort of already that. Yeah. Like I'll see, I again, like if I meet like an 18 year old, I'll think like, you don't know what the fuck's going on, like, and I don't either. But like, I've, I've, I know a point, bit more. It's no, it's more like at some point I realised how much I don't know. True. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not about like what. Usually, that's a sign of intelligence. Yeah. You start to realise how much you don't know versus sure. realize, like thinking I, you know it all. I understand how wide the gap is between me and the really, really smart people. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, I think a lot of younger people, fuck, again, I sound like a fucking old yeah, geezer. You're old geezer. You know I mean? Like, <laughs> I'll people that are six years younger than me and I'll think about like just the, the number of things I've learned since I was 18 that they don't know yet yeah. or that yeah, I'm yeah. assuming they don't know because I just hate it at face value and underestimate them. So, who knows? Crazy. Really what a strange train of thought we followed. <laughs> yeah, so. What um, the other thing I wanted to ask you, right? What's been was there? I'll hear people talk about becoming a dad, right? Mm. And there's always like, I've never not heard something along the lines of, when it happens, you're just different. Like it just changes you. Yeah. And I've only ever heard like some sort of review of that. You know what I mean? It's mm. never like, oh, fuck, man. Like, maybe a year in it is, but, like, yeah. that first, like, couple of weeks when you realise you've got a kid. Like, what's it like from your perspective? Man, I'm still realising I've got a kid. Yeah. Like, even today, I was driving to the shops at two years old. Yeah. And I just had this moment where I was like, fuck, I'm a dad. Like, and it, it was funny because I was, I was thinking about my past. I was thinking about when I was a kid and, like, playing sport and how, like, everything revolved around that. And I was like, that part of my life is over. Mm-hmm. but it's just about to begin again yeah, yeah. for him and he's going to be experiencing all of that and yeah. it's just that surreal moment of yeah I'm not a, I'm not the kid anymore right. I'm, the, I'm a dad yeah, yeah. it's weird but that's a weird train of thought to follow as well yeah. going back to the original part of the question I don't actually remember when that moment hit okay. I just remember like all of a sudden having a kid and then just learning all those things like things I never thought I'd do like changing a nappy and even just swaddling him and stuff and it just kind of to follow the cliche answer it just kind of happened I didn't actually realise that it had clicked it's it is a uh, it's a weird thing when I think about it like because I I like the idea of having a kid Mm. but I also feel like I want to put more time maybe similar to how you guys are going through it like you're 30, 30? 32 in a couple of weeks. So, it's like, I I would like to get to a point at least by that, where like, there's some things I want to try and achieve with my, my, like how my money situation is and things. So then by the time I'm in my 30s, I'm either at the place where I don't need to work, I choose Mm -hmm. to, or I'm still working towards it, but I'm close. Yeah, comfortable enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not because I just want to be. I, I've never been someone that wanted to be retired at thirty because mm. I like doing shit. 
Yeah. You do too. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't be actually retired. I'd still be. You'd be doing working. something. It's yeah. the same with my dad. My dad made redundant from his job, probably at forty-eight. Yeah. So he took an early retirement, got the hell out of there. Yeah. And within six months, figured out, okay, let's try this because you just get bored. Yeah. And he's not a golfer either. Yeah. You have to love golf if you want to retire. I feel like there's not much else you can get into. Yeah, I mean, otherwise you're just doing pointless tasks to keep yourself entertained yeah. which I guess you could argue some jobs would be anyway so yeah that's the thing and there's something to wake up for yeah I think that's a big like I always get told the same like studies but I've never actually looked it up about like the connection between early death and retirement yeah unless you have things that you've got to keep keep sharp like I was about to say like I, I think if I was in a position where I was set enough to give my family a comfortable life mm. and not work um, or only have to work a little bit to bring in like some backup money or what have you I would probably focus more on community work and like get involved in I don't know sporting programs but also I'd go back and do some more learning on things that I'm fascinated about but I just don't have the time to put more learning into like um, I'd love to learn more about um, you know certain sciences and um, yeah it'd be good to go back and do some learning there, mm. pick up another language, learn an instrument, like things that I just don't have time for anymore. Yeah. And that's the thing too, like, have you found becoming a dad, like, your your time management, you really have to prioritise things. Yeah. And even then, I'm sure it's a struggle sometimes to fit stuff in, right? 100%. Yeah. Well, I prioritised my career to a degree to make sure that the money was good, which yeah. in turn... Um, means that I don't have my weekends which means I gave up my sport and a lot of yeah. a lot of parents I know give up like competitive yeah, sport yeah. because you can't be going away every weekend unless you're making a career out of it yeah. so one way or another I probably would have ended that or at least put it on hold for a bit like I may go back when I'm older if I'm still fit yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah you, you prioritise certain things um, even just being home at a certain time or leaving that a little bit later mm. um, just to get that time in yeah. it's it's important for sure yeah and yeah like where I'm at I'm, I don't really have much like priority mm. I don't really have to prioritise other people or whatever yeah. and uh, I just think about how like how I'd go trying to like manage it yeah. and not becoming like the dad bod dad you know what I mean like because I've seen guys who like they're good dads but they put they they manage it where like they're just up early all the time yeah. to do their thing before they have to worry about being a dad. So then they still have like hobbies, mm. but it's a grind, and you're probably going to be really sleep deprived. Yeah, I've kind of I've like. kind of managed it on the flip side of that where like he gets us up pretty early every morning, and not pretty early. Like he usually wakes up between six thirty or six and seven thereabouts. So that's not crazy early, like crazy early would be earlier than five I reckon um, that being said I've always been one to get up at like eight thirty, nine o'clock <laughs> if I can like if I don't have to be at work it's usually right. later than that yeah, okay. and if I have to be at work it's literally how many extra minutes of sleep can I squeeze in before I am teetering that safe line between leaving on time to get to work yeah okay um, so, you're, so you're, I was I was a sleeper that's hilarious so you'll, um, so you'll get up 
like you're like the guy who gets ready for school 10 minutes before that's it i used to be anyway <laughs> not anymore so now like i get up he gets up mm-hmm. and we come out in the lounge room and we hang out and we have some time as a family and breakfast and you know whatever make a smoothie yada yada and then i'll take him to daycare but where like like you were saying some dads will get up super early so there's like you know the 5 a.m club get up at five have an hour and a half two hours to yourself to go to the gym read a book write in your diary whatever for me that's the evenings so alfie will go to bed between like if we're really lucky seven but usually like eight eight thirty he'll go to bed um and then from then onwards is kind of like a bit of time to myself right. like we'll come out and we'll do something together or um she'll be playing a game or sometimes she'll just fall asleep with him yeah but yeah i've got those few hours yeah um, yeah and i find as long as i can get to sleep by kind of like midnight i'm usually good the next day and i'm usually good mm-hmm. i don't have that trail on tired effect yeah but if i push it past then i hit like 1am then the next yeah. morning stop shit i was when i was overseas like i was probably doing five to six hours of sleep a night and yeah. i was fine yeah. i was good and i was doing like i because i probably by the time i was getting ready to leave i was a tour guide I got. Mm-hmm. Tour, I was working as a tour guide for this hostel at probably, I think, seven months before I left. I started that job. Yeah. So I was hiking every day through like the mountains and shit. In the morning, I'd go to the gym, and in the afternoon, I'd do jujitsu. Yeah. And I'd still only get six hours of sleep because by the time jujitsu's over, which is, I don't know, nine p.m. Yeah. I'd get home, wash my shit, have a shower, and I'm still sort of hyped up. So I wouldn't get to bed until eleven or twelve. Mm. Um, you figured it out and like you'd have naps if you needed it yeah like or there'd naps. be that there'd be that one day every couple of weeks or so where you'd have a really deep long sleep and yeah. then you just feel like a million bucks yeah, yeah. well that's my my dad i got that from my dad i think where like he will burn a candle at both ends and he's better about it a little bit now but he'll yeah. still do it like he'll burn the candle at both ends and then four weeks of that and he's always saying fuck i'm just not sleeping blah 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 yeah. he'll have there'll be a Sunday afternoon for it where he finally made some time for a nap and he mm-hmm. hasn't got any more work shit to do. Yeah. And he'll crash and he'll wake up at like 8 p.m. <laughs> he was like, fuck, I need that. Like, <laughs> I'm the same as him. Like, yeah, I was you just hibernate. Yeah, yeah, like, after four weeks of just doing too much shit, uh, that'll happen to me. Yeah. So I'm, tr- I'm trying to build back up to that now where, like, I want to build back up to just doing shit all yeah. the time because yeah. I'd rather do that for four weeks and then crash for a day than not do that well I you don't get as much in yeah. as many experiences or opportunities yeah, for yeah. sure and that's sort of where and I like if you that. can if you can sustain it then you know like some people can't some people can't do that uh, and if you can man you owe it to yourself to do it yeah especially while you're young like if you the journey to you know how you're saying like getting to that point where you're comfortable to have a family like if you roadmap that and put I guess put years on it to a degree you've got like you know youth obviously doesn't count but up until um, you graduate high school you've got that period which is you know just learning and becoming an adult on paper then you've got that period of sort of your late teens to your early 20s where you kind of going to college or working your first real job and usually enjoying your new sense of adulthood and freedom and partying mm. and that's usually like in a lot of cases up until your early 20s and then from there you start to get a little bit more 
focused, I guess, mm-hmm. into your um, early to mid twenties, and you start like knuckling down a bit more on your career or mm-hmm. whatever it is, and getting yourself that foundation. And like a lot of people will skip that partying step in the early twenties, and they'll just go straight to foundation, and mm-hmm. they might start having kids in their early twenties, yeah. like planned or so, no, you know. Yeah. And they'll be ready for that, mm-hmm. and then there'll be other people like myself where like I needed that period of just partying and just finding myself and then that period of setting the foundations and now I'm at that point where I'm kind of comfortable enough to feel like I can have a family that's like that late 20s to early 30s I get what you mean yeah um, I find that that's kind of the roadmap at least that I paved and mm-hmm. then I've observed it's interesting too yeah like I'll see people my age who are having kids now mm-hmm. and then I've also seen people my age who are like one of them's a lawyer or just become a lawyer yeah and she was always going to be a lawyer. Like, she wasn't going to be anything else. Yeah. Uh, and then there's people who are, like, yeah, they're just doing really well because they skipped a stage or... Yeah. They or they got through it quickly or, or... Yeah. yeah. And, like, I'm more at a point now, I think my big drinking days were right at 18. Mm. But I, aside from that, I've never been huge yeah. into it. It's more about, like trying to like build up a career or a skill so then in my 30s I can make good money off of it because I've mm-hmm. built I've built that up yeah um, but I, other than that like yeah 30 something like that I'd probably be trying to can yeah obviously if I've got a missus too yeah, yeah that's, I hear that's important can figure it out, yeah. maybe maybe there'll be a fertility robot by then <laughs> <laughs> like Rick and Morty <laughs> did you watch the, the season this year oh yeah absolutely man I'm, I've I think I've re-watched one through four over, over right. the last year okay. I've probably re-watched it like four times there's a yeah I liked it it I was fucking it, great this season it yeah. just made me laugh man and I was I think I'd uh, the, the show came out just well it was delayed because of COVID mm-hmm. and then it came out during COVID and I remember it was the early days it was probably mid-March the yeah. episode started coming out and uh, I remember I just thought it was hilarious the different current like jokes because they would use like one of the episodes finish with Rick looking at the camera and saying stay indoors like and I just remember thinking that was hilarious like it was a fucking it's a great show there's another um I can never remember what it's called I'm gonna be rude and look it up is this a Netflix show um yeah um Justin Roiland from from oh the Midnight Gospel uh no it's um Space uh Alien hold on oh as in the guy who makes Rick and Morty yeah yeah um, he did another show okay. that I got really hooked on um, and I'm just hopeless my memory sucks man um, Solar Opposites Solar Opposites okay. and basically I th- oh, I can't remember what it's on um, I'll investigate that okay. but it's um, it's got a similar-esque vibe um, but basically it follows these four aliens that have landed on Earth to if I remember correctly because it's been a while since I watched it scope out the planet before the planet gets taken over <laughs> um, and it's them like you know just while they're there experiencing the human condition and it's really fun and then there's this whole um, secondary arc that's happening in the background that has its own episode towards the end right. um, and all of that just really um, to, a degree, uh, to a degree kind of takes the piss out of the political situation over right, there right. and it was just is super it, is enjoyable. Is it a current show? Like it's Very. new? Yeah, okay, yeah. I'll new, have to new. check it out. Yeah. It might... I can't remember. It might even be on Amazon or Hulu, Hulu yeah, or okay. something like that. Um, have you watched The Boys? Yes. The I'm first not, season. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm, I got... 
I got Amazon Prime just to watch that show. Yeah. Um, and then found out it's got all of South Park. So, oh, nice. So I'm going to use it. Have you, are you up to date on South Park? Um, I've, I have you seen so. the pandemic special? I didn't like it. <laughs> It was stupid. <laughs> it was. I, I didn't find it funny at all. I just thought it was dumb. It fun. was the most enjoyable stupid. I was, I was pretty hammered though, so I like I remember I thoroughly enjoyed it. it I had to rewatch it. Yeah. I just went through and rewatched a couple of episodes that are sort of like dear to my heart. That I, you know, um, I just cracked up. I've just got to say this while yeah. I'm thinking of South Park. I'm so sorry. I just cracked up at that part in the school where the teachers, uh, the police, are now teachers, and they're like at the front right. of the classroom with their hands and their guns. All right, guys, settle down. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's. Eric and Kyle get into a fight and they start punching on it and then the cops are like, I said, settle down and start just shooting into the classroom. <laughs> they hit Token and they're like, yeah, we got him. <laughs> Put their guns away. It was so fucked. They do the, um, just the concept of how they cure the coronavirus. It's just fucking stupid. Like, and I, but I love, uh, have you ever seen the show, the movie they did before? Uh, only the first one. Which one? Oh, no, no, no. South Park movie. They did no, that. No, no. So South Park, the creators, yeah. Trey Parker and Matt Stone, they've got two, maybe three movies. Live oh, Park movies. Yeah, yeah. i got to check this out. So, a movie, it's called Orgasmo. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's about a Mormon who's yeah. a door-to-door guy. They love their Mormons, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. And he's, uh, he's, he walks in on a porno set in one of the houses yeah. and beats up the security guards that are trying to get rid of him and get signed on to be in a porno because he's really good at fighting and they want to make an action movie porn movie. But he, and so like the idea of it is that he, uh, he decides to do it, but he says like, you know, I won't do, I won't do any of the sex scenes because it's against my religion and that's right. fine. So they said, we'll give you a stunt cop. So when the sex scenes are going to happen and he says only for penetration and he's like, all right. And so whenever he's about to fuck this girl in the movie, They'll pause and the, the director goes, Stunt cock! And the guy walks in in the same outfit. <laughs> fucking, but um, it's a fucking hilarious movie, man. And it's the South Park humor, like, yeah. it's just funny as fuck. And they did another movie called uh, Basketball. Oh, yeah, You've seen, that. seen that. Yeah. I saw that. We, that is yeah, the tits. We had a couple of mates when I was overseas who would, every like second weekend, yeah. we'd go to one of the guys' houses and just watch a stupid stoner movie. Yeah. We did, we did all of Harold and Kumar, and we did Too High. Have you ever seen Too yeah, High? Yeah, yeah, that's fucking so stupid. But like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just that bit, uh, uh, like he, got, he gets an F in, in feminist studies. He says, I love bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's so I stupid. I haven't seen that in so it's long. It's, it's so dumb by how their, their best friend's really smart. And they smoke his ashes, yeah. and they'll fucking and then he whiz just appears. the test. Yeah, and he appears and helps them with the answers. Oh, and how badly they piss the dean off! I just, I always remember that scene with um, eating the chips and dropping them on the rug. The dean yeah. busts out the vacuum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh jeez. <laughs> Do you want to wrap it there? Yeah, yeah. yeah if you're happy with that, yeah. Then. I'm happy with that. That's it.